Mundane Mystic is a podcast chronicling the adventures, both mundane and magical, of a suburban witch. That's me, your hostess, Jenna Fox. In September of 2018, I had the privilege of going to a tarot meetup in the Seattle area. And one of the things that came out of this meetup was a really lovely conversation with somebody who has now become one of my friends. Her name is Jubilee. And if you want to follow her on Instagram, you can do it at at mini.myth.astrology. And Jubilee is an astrologer. And the conversation that she had as I pulled up my astrology chart It was something that I wasn't super familiar with. I, at the time, I knew the importance of my sun sign and my moon sign and my rising sign, sort of the big three in astrology, but I wasn't aware of the term North Node. And so in this brief 15-minute conversation, Jubilee gave me so much information about the North Node and how it was impacting my life. So I have a North Node in Cancer, and she was talking to me about how the North Node, which is really actually the North, is the the North and South Nodes of the Moon, and where they were when you were born. Um, and so the North Node of the Moon, which is sometimes found in an astrology in a in a natal chart as the True Node, for me is in the sign of Cancer, and so. She was talking about how the the cancer would be like my guiding star and this energy of um, cancer energy of the zodiac would be something that would be kind of this this thing that I would use or that I could think about as like, you know, the North Star, the guiding star if I were on a ship sailing across the sea and it would be something that would help direct my life. So from that really quick conversation, it actually spun me into this whole exploration of astrology and natal charts and thinking about my life um, in this new way, because um, I had found that the cancer energy to be something that was really, really challenging for me. And so as in the last, you know, 10 months or so, I have been really paying attention to more things in my natal chart, as well as specifically focusing on this north node and by um, contrast, the south node. So I wanted to spend some time giving you information just briefly about an uh, astrology natal chart and then kind of dive into where the north and south node has come up for me in my life in the last year or so. So at the moment of your birth, if we were to take a snapshot of where all the planets were in the sky, planets and other planetary bodies, asteroids, moons, etc., that is considered your natal chart. And it is divided into 12, like I like to think of it kind of like as a pizza, because pizza is one of my favorite um, foods ever. So it's a circle and it's divided into 12 slices. Now, There's a variety of different astrological schools of thought and the way that they go about dividing um, that what are considered houses, which I like to think of as those pizza pie slices. Um, 
And I've been really gravitating toward the system of called whole house, just because when I look at the chart, um, it seems very neat and tidy, like somebody who had um, a math eye was able to cut um, the pizza that I ordered into 12 distinct slices where there isn't sort of like any Canadian bacon and pineapple overlapping on my pepperoni and there's no stray mushrooms on my just pure cheese slice. So that's kind of how I like to think about it. So that's like really where I started was that I knew that the astrological houses would court, uh, coordinate with different zodiac signs and they have different focuses. So um, Jubilee, my friend, talks about how um, an, an astrological, like the, the wheel, the natal chart is sort of like a school, right? Or um, yeah, I like to think of it as a school as because I'm a teacher. So you have the architect that created um, the different houses and then you have um, the interior decorator who came in and designed um, you know the aesthetic of that house and then you have the different teachers so at any given time like no matter where um, you know everyone has the same teachers right we're all assigned the same so we have the sun and the moon and mercury venus neptune saturn jupiter etc we all have the same teachers but where they are when we're born kind of signifies um, some different things or lessons that we're going to maybe be learning and so how does this relate to the north node and south node well in my natal chart, I'm a Leo rising, hence my previous iteration of a podcast, the Leo rising tarot podcast. Um, and so Leo is my first house, which is the house of self. And it goes around um, in, in there's the house of self and there's the house of resources and um, communication. And these are just, of course, keywords. There's so much depth in each of the houses that I'm learning. And so from this conversation in September, I learned that my, my cancer north node is in my 12th house, which means that the south node is in my sixth house because they're opposites, right? And so in learning about this, the 12th house is this really kind of mysterious place. It is spirituality and it is kind of the unconscious and these these things that are sometimes hard to um, pin down. And when I learned that that is where my guiding star is in the sign of cancer, which is very much, it's, you know, if you think of the picture of the crab, it's, it's a crab lives in the water and visits land. It's kind of the go between, between, um, you know, waking life, um, the conscious of the sand and the unconscious of the water. And crabs are both really um, steeled off and kind of like, uh, you know, protected with their shell. And yet they also have that really like soft underbelly. Um, and they approach things sideways, right? If you've ever seen a crab kind of walk, it's like that little bit of a sideways motion. So typically the sign of cancer, which is a water sign, is really known as being kind of like emotional and intuitive and really family focused. And stereotypically, if we were to use the gender binary, it's considered a very like feminine sign. And I was so shocked and surprised because 
it had been feeling like that was the direction I wanted to go, but it's this thing that scares me, right? It's this guiding North Star that's asking me to um, set sail in a particular direction for the horizons where I am deeply uncomfortable with the journey. Because I'm so at home in the sixth house, which for me is ruled by Capricorn. And if we think about Capricorn, Capricorn and Cancer are really about family and protection, and um, it, but from different um, perspectives. So Capricorn is the image is a sea goat, and it's very much, if you think about like mountain goats, you know, they um, can traverse like really high mountains, right? That's what they're built for is kind of this like upward climb. And um, they're, they, you know, mountain goats live in like little, little groups, but there's still sort of this like solitary, like I'm going to do it right by myself um, element to them. And the sixth house for for me in Capricorn, um, the house of daily living and routines and health and body. And I have a stellium there, which means that I have a lot of planets. So at the point of my birth, it means that I had like a lot of teachers in this homeroom. This was like a place where it was like, all right, we got a lot of people here teaching me some lessons. And in, in the theory of North and South Node, it's this idea that like the South Node tends to be seen as, you know, lessons that you're learning in your first 30 years or karmic experiences from a previous life, things that you've kind of mastered coming into this new lifetime. And that the North Node is that thing that's like you're trying to like rise up into. Well... I learned all of this and I just realized, ah, oh, yes, this is totally making sense. I have this stellium in Capricorn. I'm a hard worker. I've got my Venus there and my Mercury there. So I have sort of my my passion and my beauty and my love and my mind um, in Capricorn. And this is something that I feel like really, really at home in. And it's in my south node, which begged the question, okay, so what are some of the things that I need to be releasing if I'm going to be following this north star, right? If I'm going to be joining, getting on this boat and being like, okay, sailing away from this Capricorn stellium in the sixth house and my this south node, where am I heading? What am I doing? Well, I had realized that... Um, in, in 2011, when I gave birth to my oldest child, who's seven and a half, that I still had maintained, even in my marriage, you know, three years prior to that, so much independence. And it was something I actually really prided myself on. And I don't think that being an independent, strong mother, working mother, feminine um, person who's like consider, you know, I'm like, I'm kind of a badass, right? I was a crisis counselor and I, I worked really hard and I always maintained even in the early years of parenting my firstborn. And then as I had my second born, I was like, yep, I'm going to still write and I'm going to still like, I'm going to publish things and I'm going to, you know, start a podcast and I'm going to have this side business and I'm going to do all of these things, these really individual things that were for my soul, right? That felt at the time that they were necessities, things that I needed to do to kind of um, maintain a sense of self. And 
something shifted in this last year. And that has been a really interesting um, wake up to to find that my sense of self has been um, has been changing. And what I learned is in studying astrology, that all of the planets that were there in the moment of your birth, come back around, the teachers come back around. Now we could argue the the planets that are further out, which are more generational planets like Pluto, and they're not going to come back around, right? If it takes like 280 years for a planet to go around the sun, then we're not going to experience those. But the inner planets, the ones where they come around, you know, 12 years like Jupiter, or, you know, we, we sing happy birthday every year. And that's our solar return. That is the sun coming back around to the point at which it was when we were born. And we have lunar returns, right? And so Jupiter's every 12 years and Saturn's at 29. So a lot of people in the tarot, astrology, spiritual witchcrafts, like metaphysical world really talk about their Saturn return, which happens about 29. And the asteroid Chiron comes around 50. And so I learned, I realized that our North Node returns right? And it just so happened that the the North Node moved into Cancer in like November of 2018, right after, like two months after I even learned what a North Node was. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the things that I've been noticing in the year of my North Node return, because now that can the North Node is in the same sign that it was when I was born, it's this idea of like, you know, a traveling teacher that has said, oh, given me some homework, right? If we're thinking about like being in a school and it's like, okay, Jenna, here's some, here's some lesson. Here's a lesson for you. Read this book or here's this homework assignment. And then I'll come back in and check on you after a set a period of time, right? And here for me, it's about eight, every, you know, 18 and a half, 19 years that a North Node returns. And so as I learned what a North Node was, I was actually being ushered into my North Node return, which is a real focus on this 12th house for me of unconscious and spirituality and really diving into the depths and experiencing the energy of the cancer crab, which is something that for somebody who has so much fire and earth in their chart, this has been um, a really, really transformative last year, which will continue into, um, I believe it's either like uh, early spring of 2020. So one of the things that I found to be really interesting about this um, diving into the unconscious and the North Node cancer is that I have been spending, you know, the last year or so really interested in ancestral healing and ancestral lineage, not just from a genealogical perspective, um, but also from an energetic perspective. And so this idea of going back, I've always been somebody who's been interested in ancestry from as long as I can remember, which I, I always attributed it to the fact that I was adopted and I didn't know much about my ancestry. But I'm thinking about the time in fourth grade when I had a 
um, a, a project where I had to do like a family tree history project and, you know, um, interview grandparents. And I remember at the time being so deeply fascinated by my adoptive family's history and also feeling like there were some big gaping missing holes in my own understanding of where I've come from. And so in this past year, I have been working with Darla Antwine, an ancestral healer in the Daniel Fors lineage of ancestral healing. And I have met now at this point through meditation, the four primary lineages. So my you know, mother's mother, my mother's father, my father's father, my father's mother's lineages. And the focus of that work has been on um, meeting really um, bright and shiny, well-compassionate ancestral guides. And I think that that will be for another podcast episode to really kind of dive into some of my experience specifically with these ancestral guides. But it doesn't seem to be um, an accident that I, I embarked on this journey into kind of this meditative place, this spiritual place, this place I can't just necessarily um, access on my own, just sitting in my living room without having done a little bit of research. I mean, having a little bit of guidance, right? Like I wasn't just like washing the dishes and one day an ancestral guide just popped into my, um, you know, uh, understanding. I really was kind of seeking out these, um, spiritual and transformative experiences and boy has it been kind of a wild ride and and it's not an accident to me it's not a coincidence that is happening during this north node year um another thing that has been really interesting is just kind of this emotional and energetic shift in my body as i have been spending a lot of time I'm kind of revisiting some things that happened when I was like 18 or 19, right? So uh, it was around, I think, December, January, where uh, a couple of my um, college friends had moved back into this area or to this area for the first time. And we started having um, family dinners on Monday nights. And it's been a time for me to um, really dive into spending time in my home. And now having um, moved actually just recently um, after sort of the culmination of about six months of really having like family dinners, inviting my college friends, people who've seen me through so much in my life, right through kind of all of these different phases of myself. Like one of my friends, Rebecca, um, she remembers when I sent the email in college saying that I no longer wanted to be called Jen. I wanted to be, I was going by Jenna and that I would appreciate if everyone would call me that. And, you know, she was there to see sort of all of these different little pieces of transformation over the years. And so it was really great to reconnect because it felt like I was coming back to some lessons that I had been, um, that had kind of started when I was like around 18, 19, 20 years old. And then I'm revisiting them now. Um, but for me, the biggest change has been, uh, just kind of this, uh, like softening and almost like the weight of the Capricorn stellium in my daily life has kind of um, 
softened or lessened, sort of like when you're carrying a heavy backpack and you put it down and you just feel a little bit lighter. Um, I had this realization after doing a lot of ancestral work, I had this realization that I am complete and beautiful and can be a wonderful person in life without needing to work incredibly hard to create sort of like a documentation of my existence. I didn't, I don't need to justify my existence um, in my ancestral lineage. I don't need to prove to uh, my biological family or to my adoptive family that I have the right to exist. I don't need to break the stereotype that like, aren't you so glad you weren't aborted or aren't you so glad you weren't raised in a, you know, a terrible situation or whatever the stories, these narratives that had either been given to me by the, the society at large, or I somehow held the belief internally that I needed to somehow justify my experience. I no longer felt that. I no longer feel that. And there's so much freedom that I'm feeling of just like, I can sit on the couch. I don't need to be working on a project. I don't need to create a side hustle. I can just share things if I want to. And I don't need to have this internal um, clock inside me where I, I felt this desperation and this need to, particularly to write, to get my story written kind of as a way of like, well, if I don't do this, if I'm just a mother, if I'm just a person, then I've somehow let myself down or I've let my family lineage down. And that doesn't mean that I'm not writing or that I'm not doing creative things, right? There's just more of a, in my own body, a freedom to participate in creativity in much more of a flow and a flexible and kind of this like dreamy quality. Um, and so that's something that I've been really noticing as well as just my excitement um, and willingness to be at home and to really be spending time with my kids. Um, I have struggled with the uh, role of being a mom and it's, it's not perfect by any means, right? So even after having experienced the fact that this is my North Node return, it's not like everything is just going to be like hunky-dory, peachy keen, like wonderful, right? That there's always that tension of I ping pong between or, you know, the pendulum swings between this, like I want to be an individual and have my just like look out for myself and do my own thing and um, kind of be selfish with my time. And then I want to just dive into my family and spend time at home and really make my house feel like a home for both me and for my children. And so that's been something that uh, I have really been experiencing as we transitioned from our old home, the place that, you know, I brought my both my babies home to and um, this place that kept us safe and warm and had mem and had memories, but never quite felt it, it felt like shallow roots, right? It felt like, um, like a holding pattern, like we knew that it wasn't necessarily going to be the place that we were going to live at forever. And so there was kind of this um, subtle instability underneath. And now things can change in life. 
right? I'm not under the impression that like I could stay in this place forever and nothing could happen that, you know, nothing is set in stone. But the intention of moving into this new home is that this is going to be the place that we're going to raise our kids in um, until, you know, we're old and gray. And even just thinking about being homeowners is so overwhelming. Um, it's such a privilege and it's also such a challenge to think about the fact that like, we may not actually own this home until my, my child is in their thirties. Right. Um, that is if the world is still standing with climate change, you know, rapidly, but, um, that is another topic for another day. So the coming into this new home and having this, of course, it feels like, of course, I'm creating a home and I'm, and I'm spending time vacuuming and cleaning and unboxing and diving into this world of home and family and learning a lot about myself and spirituality in, you know, this 12th house, kind of like unconscious, just by spending time in my home and with my family. And that has been something that has been really, really different for me because, uh, for so long, it always felt like I would come home and I felt like I had to be there, but I was always trying to escape. And now I'm trying to find w reasons to stay home, to actually be more introverted and be like, oh, I don't actually want to go out and do that today. I just want to stay at home. So, um, and then kind of the final thing that has really felt like it's been a lesson that I've been learning of this Cancer North Node and family is, um, my biological mom passed away. Um, she was 53. Uh, she passed away the day before her 54th birthday. And so for me, it's been bringing up a lot of um, ideas around family and connection and um, revisiting my um, adoption story. And it's something that I'm going to spend more time on specifically in its own podcast um, episode, where I kind of dive into some of the um, lessons that I learned from that um, experience. It's still really fresh and new. Only about five or six weeks ago did this happen. And it came on... Um, you know, right around the time that 11 years ago, um, I met her. And so just this idea of family and what does it mean to be a family, have a family, have all of these different connections, um, to people, you know, there's, you know, my adoptive parents and my in-laws and my biological parents. And then I have, you know, my adoptive siblings, they have their biological parents and their in-laws and all of these different people that I know and I've met. And, and you know, then even having this conversation a, a week or two ago with my with my friend Rebecca from college about like, why did I why did I decide to call our Monday night dinners family dinner? why didn't I call it girls night? Or, you know, why didn't I have it be Tuesday and have like taco Tuesday, like I did in college? Like, what was it about feeling the need to call it a family dinner, that there was something about the line of family and friends and wanting to kind of create this community and have it be under my roof? 
um, that was something that was so needed for me. So those are some of the things that I've been learning about um, as I am in my North Node return. And I am, you know, there's there's lots of different resources online for you to determine um, what your North Node is. It's been interesting for me to think about um, the people in my life, you know, my kids, like what, what are their North Nodes? <sighs> My husband has a different North Node than me. You know, it, it changes signs about like every 18 months or so. So there's a wide swath of people my specific age who are all kind of wrestling with this same energy. But of course, there's so much uniqueness because it would fall in different um, houses, right? So for me, it's in this house of kind of spirituality and unconscious and karma. And for other people, it might be in the house of self or in the house of career and, and the lessons that it's coming around to teach. So I'm curious what your North Node is. I'm curious if you've done any exploration with that, or have you found any patterns of a North Node return? Or any of the things that you might be releasing with the South Node, um, as you know, you're being called into kind of paying attention to the North Node at a particular time. So would love to hear from you. You can reach out on Instagram or send me an email and um, I will talk with you all soon.